0: This is Chromatic's first podcast. This is the Drupal 7 end of life podcast. This is uh, basically our attempt to help the community out there who might be dealing with Drupal 7 is end of life, and what the heck does that even mean? So uh, I guess I'm the host. (laughs) We haven't really talked about this. I'm your host, Chris Free. I'm the president over at Chromatic, and this is my dear friend and colleague and business partner, Mark Dorson. Mark, who are you? That's me, I am uh, Chromatic's Chief Technology Officer. And so much more. The most fashionable Thanks, among, us, among us, for sure. Um, so, we, we've we been talking a lot internally about Drupal 7 and the end of life, and what does that mean? And we've got clients who've got Drupal 7 sites, Drupal 8 sites, Drupal 9 sites, Drupal 10 sites. Um, and what does it mean for those that have Drupal 7 sites? And it seems like there's a lot of ambiguity out there. We've got clients who are uh, you know, hearing that it's going to be very expensive to move to Drupal 10, um, it's we need to get on modern PHP and you know modern Drupal. What does that even mean? There isn't a lot of content out there about, um, like, if I'm still on Drupal 7 come November, what does that mean for me practically and tactically? So, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So we're talking about November 2023. Uh, right now, it is. approaching. <laughs> March, 2023. Uh, and the question is, what is life going to be like after Drupal's end of life? So, um, it's going to be very different. I think that so much of what, um, you know, makes Drupal valuable and secure, um, as a, uh, community project is the infrastructure that's been put into place, the security team and their processes. Uh, It's going to be, if you have a Drupal 7 site after it reaches end of life, it's going to be a bit like the Wild West. You're going to be living in a frontier town. Um, There's going to be no um, process for or single place to submit vulnerabilities, no place for those vulnerabilities to be uh, resolved in private before they are announced publicly, uh, no new commits or um, releases. Um, so you'll be left trying to find and apply patches for potential vulnerabilities, vet them. Are they real? Are they actually creating a new vulnerability? Um, it's going to be, I think, a bit overwhelming for folks, um, if they are, um, if they understand all of that. And if they don't understand all that, it might be even worse because then there's going to be, um, The potential for all those vulnerabilities being in the wild. um, And they don't even know about it. And um, someone could be, um, you know, accessing their site or, um, uh, you know, whatever the vulnerability is exposing, that
0: could be happening without their knowledge. Well, I'm thinking, uh, maybe it'd even be good to go back a step. I want to talk about, like, how does the Drupal community and namely the Drupal security team, the the folks on the Drupal.org side of things, how do they make sure that all versions of Drupal when there's a vulnerability like discovered, like what is that process like? So the, sort of those folks who may not really understand the situation to clear that up, but I actually want to go back even further and, and talk about like Drupal 7 has been around for a long time, like 10 plus years, 12 years, a really long time. We've basically built our whole agency around Drupal 6 into Drupal 7. And, and, you know, that's like the birth of our agency. So we've been around 16 years. So, Drupal Seven, its end of life was originally announced like 2019 or something, and every year they've said, "Oh, we're gonna kick, we're kind of kicking the can down the road." And you know, correct me if I'm wrong. We're gonna kick the can down the road, and we're gonna continue support because there's still so many sites on Drupal Seven. Like it, last checked, it was like still in the hundreds of thousands are reported to Drupal.org. Right. So there's this is still a big, big issue. There's still a lot of folks running websites that are on Drupal Seven. So, is it different this time? And then maybe we can talk about like, how how does that team keep Drupal 7 secure currently and thus will be going away? So. Is it different,
1: different this time? I think so. Uh, I'm not involved in those internal discussions, but reading the tea leaves, I th- believe it is different this time. Um, the last time uh, the end of life date was extended was um, in 2022, last year. Um, they made that announcement in February. Um, we are now so that was about um, you know nine months before the end of life date. Mm-hmm. We're now past that window. Um, they've given themselves technically until July to announce mm-hmm. an extension, but I get the impression that the longer it goes on, the closer we get to July, it becomes less and less likely. Yeah, I. Also, fear that um, for many sites, uh, any complicated sites, if if we wait till July to begin the process of planning and then executing a migration either to Drupal or some uh, modern Drupal or to something else, we're not going to finish in time for the end of life date in November. Definitely not. Um, so, yes, up to all of all of those things. That's. Uh, It's concerning and I believe it's different this time. I believe we're going to, you know, we could talk for probably a whole other episode about, uh, and we might about, um, you know, the Drupal seven end of life and what it means and why we are where we are. Um, but as far as the process and what we're losing, I think the, um, I think it's important to share a little bit because. Most of it happens away from the public eye by design. Um, There's a Drupal has a all volunteer security team, about 20 talented individuals. Shout out to the Drupal security team. Um, They're amazing. Um, So what happens if someone finds a vulnerability, um, if they are, um, you know, putting their white hat on, they're going and reporting it to the Drupal security team, that Unlike other issues on an open source project like Drupal, does not immediately go public. It
0: it stays private, goes to the Drupal security team. It's not Um, in a public forum. It's not like any other issue on Drupal.org. It's correct. There's a different process. It um, you go to
1: security.drupal.org, I believe, and submit there, um, and they vet it and they contact the relevant people who might be involved in helping to fix it. So if it's core, they're talking to subsystem maintainers. If it's a contrib module, they're talking to um, the maintainers of the module, they pull them into that security issue. Um, And then they develop a fix, those people hopefully develop a fix. And once a fix has been reviewed and is ready for release, then uh, the Drupal security team will coordinate with them uh, in writing and publishing a security advisory, mm-hmm. uh, packaging a release, and going through that whole process, and then announcing it. And, and there's a release schedule for security releases, so people Wednesdays, know right? when to expect. Yep, uh, Wednesdays, so people know when to expect security releases. Um, and so all of that process happens. The the, re- the vulnerability is then disclosed only once the fix is mm-hmm. made public. That's the the most basic overview yeah. of those steps. So all if, of that will go away yeah. after end of life for Drupal so 7. So if
0: you're a person running a Drupal 7 project, just like any other project, yep. this is all happening behind closed doors. Somebody has discovered a vulnerability. They're being a good actor. They report it to the team. The team develops a fix with the maintainer of that subsystem or that module. They, they test it, vet it. And then once they know that this vulnerability has been sort of patched, they both release it and they release an announcement. So if you're running a Drupal 7 site, if I'm understanding this correctly, come November, not only will there not be anywhere to report messages, even if you are somebody who discovered one, like it, it doesn't matter. There's the, You'd have to go fix it yourself. There's There's nowhere to go to ask for help. You're just sort of on your own. And that, that assumes someone finds the vulnerability, a good person, a good actor finds the vulnerability. Yes. And I think that's,
1: you know, that's the one piece that doesn't really change from right now we have, you know, we're hoping right now that it's a, um, a good actor that finds the vulnerability, but when all of the rest of that process and infrastructure goes away, um, right now as a maintainer of bunch of Drupal sites, we can look to one place to find out about these vulnerabilities. We can follow the mm-hmm. Drupal security team, um, subscribe to their announcements, and on Wednesdays, we can look out for uh, potential announcements uh, pack and be ready to apply fixes. Without this, uh, anyone who's responsible for a Drupal 7 site is going to uh, be left to figure out, well, who who is the person or people to follow mm-hmm. to find out? Hopefully. You know, yeah. I'm I I'm putting on my I'm pretending I'm responsible for a Drupal 7 side. I hope there will be someone um or a bunch of people still talking about this. Um, but now they're no longer vetted in the same way. They're not on the official Drupal security team. Um, and I'm left to do that vetting for myself and hope that I'm finding out about vulnerabilities, you know, with a a corresponding patch. Yeah.
0: But then you've got to apply that patch yourself. It's not like the maintainer of that system is going to cut a release that you're going to have to go patch Drupal yourself. Drupal's not going to have any more, any new releases. So you have uh, hundreds, thousands of files that are now yours to own and maintain in perpetuity until you get off of Drupal 7. And that includes security fixes or bug fixes or new feature enhancements, anything like that. You're just totally on your own. Correct. So, Uh, There will be no more commits or releases for Drupal
1: 7. Uh, So now, assuming we find out about a vulnerability, find out about a corresponding patch, vet the patch to make sure that it's actually fixing the issue and not creating new ones, now we have to track the patch and apply the patch um, to our Drupal site. Uh, Even if all that seems palatable, um, now that's just for one Uh, security issue. Now, fast forward over some period of time, now we've got 10 security patches, 20 security patches. Some of those patches might touch some more code. They might not play well together. How do we maintain that? Um, There's no longer going to be a consistent um, version of Drupal. You're not going to be running 7 point whatever. You're going to be running the last release of Drupal 7 plus X number of patches. So yeah, it's going to be quite a handful.
0: You're reminding me too, that like Drupal's code base is one layer of this, but what about like hosting support and the operating system that's running it and which version of PHP, like all of those dominoes might start to fall if I'm thinking about this correctly, like Drupal seven is probably able to run on like maybe Drupal eight or, or I'm sorry, PHP eight. But that's not guaranteed and if we're not cutting new releases as like hosting providers like Pantheon, Platform.sh, Acquia, are they going to continue to support those versions of PHP? Because those, there might be vulnerabilities discovered in those versions of PHP or in the OS that's running that, like if that's some flavor of Linux or, or what have you, it's just not guaranteed that those things are going to continue to be supported, right? Correct. Um, Like the, like the onion, like the layers of the onion is still, you know, they're, they're all there, right? Like and not just Drupal, but what you're hosting it on, like that could also become an issue that you are now responsible for keeping patched. It's not just Drupal. Right. So the, the biggest, um, one layer further down in the,
1: in the, in the cake here would be PHP. So, um, PHP 7.4 is already, um, in its end of life state, mm-hmm. um, Drupal seven does have support for PHP eight. I don't know how many Drupal seven sites are running on PHP eight, but keep in mind that, um, that life is marching onwards for PHP yeah. as well
0: <PHP Let PHP you know, 8 for a second too, because like if just because Drupal core has support for Drupal eight or for PHP eight plus, that doesn't mean that contrib modules and probably some important ones have adopted support for modern version or more modern versions of PHP. So that could be another sort of fork in the road, right? That's correct. So, you know, you already probably
1: have scenarios where it's probably a lot of Drupal seven sites that are still on PHP 7.4, which is mm-hmm. already end of life that, um, happened in, um, I feel like that was last year last year at the end of 2022 php 8 is already in security fix only mode php 8.0 excuse me um so we're already on to 8.1 and 8.2 in um drupal core um in drupal the latest version of drupal 9 and drupal 10 um so that's going to become more of a problem over time. More hosting environments are going to drop support for PHP 7.4 if they even still have them today. Um, And it's gonna become a problem even if you're, um, you know, maintaining your own hosting environment. Um, You know, Linux distributions are going to stop shipping with these versions. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's gonna become more of a, you know, it's gonna take a lot
0: more maintenance uh, to
1: keep these things running.
0: That feels like another reason why And you mentioned reading the tea leaves, it's a complicated sort of ball of yarn here. Like it's not just Drupal, like the the folks who are making the decision about whether or not to extend support for Drupal 7, they've got a hard job. It's like there's hundreds of thousands of sites still running Drupal 7 that we know about that are still reporting back to Drupal.org. But then the flip side of that is keeping it secure is getting harder and harder from the other layers of that, that onion, right? I almost said lemon of that onion, which is like the operating systems that it's going to be, need to be compatible with, are those secure? And then the versions of PHP is as the PHP project marches on. Um, so it's just, it's way more complicated. I don't envy those that have to make this decision. And, and I have a hot take, save that for another time, but on, on whether or not they should or should not extend support, we'll get to that another time. But um, it's not an enviable place to be. Is like, that's a very difficult decision and, and it explains why in part, I think, why it's been kicked down the road a a couple of years in a row now. Absolutely. So people who want to hear that hot take should subscribe. They should subscribe to this podcast. They should subscribe
1: so they can make sure to catch that. I would add one more thing that we've talked about Drupal Core. You mentioned Contrib. We even talked about PHP and those other layers of the lemon. I'm going to go with layers of the lemon. Layers of the lemon. Um, (laughs) The one piece that that we haven't mentioned, one of probably many, but is libraries that are packaged in Drupal core, so like things like jQuery, jQuery is a great example. Um, many of those versions may have reached end of life, and if even if they're not, even if they are still being uh, patched for security issues, um, with Drupal seven, you know there will be no more releases. We're not pulling things in with Composer in Drupal seven. You know mm-hmm. we are doing that in modern Drupal, but. Um, you know those will not be brought in in any way automatically so everyone will be again responsible for figuring yeah. out how to if those security patches even exist figuring out how to apply them
0: and integrate them yeah with drupal so Core. to be clear you're talking about packages that are packages or libraries or projects that are not on drupal.org things that Drupal not on drupal.org did. things that are packaged currently in drupal 7 packaged yeah. with Drupal core. Yeah. With like the, the, the zip file that you download. Right. Correct. Yeah. In there, jQuery is stuffed in there because, you know, Drupal sevens, Ajax system uses jQuery under the hood or something like that. That's the type of stuff you're talking about, which is back then Drupal was using other libraries, you know, jQuery being one of them was like the hotness when Drupal seven came out and that's really not the hotness anymore. So it's not while it's packaged inside of the versions of Drupal historically in Drupal seven, that's going away. Like since we're not gonna be cutting releases, if there are pack- patches to jQuery, for example, they're not gonna be automatically pulled in because Drupal has stopped supporting. It's not cutting any new releases whatsoever. So just like core and contrib modules, folks who are have Drupal 7 sites will have to figure that out as well. There's just so much more work to keep, it, keep everything secure. And it's, there's really no reliable way to know, am I in an insecure state? because there's no reliable place to go to find out about security vulnerabilities. You'll have to be the detective and like the fixer, right? You'll have to be the, like all 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 the things that are now you currently get quote unquote for free. Sounds awful.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't wanna be in that space and I can't imagine many other people are looking forward to it. And I imagine that's also why Some people who, um, are still responsible for Drupal 7 sites have been so adamant in the past about extending, um, support. Um, so it's
0: not a, it's not an enviable place to be in, but that's why we're here talking about it. Yeah. Just, you reminded me too, that in the last couple of weeks we've been talking about, you know, our, we have clients who still have Drupal 7 sites. And if we were on the hook to maintain these over time, it would be difficult for us. And we have a whole team of some of the best Drupal developers in the world. This was a daunting task for us to consider, because how will we know what, like, we'll have to stumble upon a, a vulnerability for us to have time to even consider fixing it. Like, we'd have to, like, fall into it. Like, That's we, another another layer, I would say. What we've talked about so far is really about
1: sort of the logistics of things, and we yada yadded the uh, making a patch part, which making the patch, uh, creating a patch is not complicated, but it's the, how do we fix this thing that is complicated? And even on a team with a whole bunch of really smart people, um, there are subsystems of Drupal that, you know, but probably no one on our team has looked at or known, you know, had any idea about, You, you know, I think many, uh, teams would be lucky to have. Someone on their team that's an expert or super familiar with one subsystem of mm-hmm. Drupal. Um, that's why, in modern Drupal, we have subsystem maintainers, and they're experts in that area, but they're not experts in the entire, the entirety of Drupal. Yeah, nor can be. It's thousands of files. Absolutely, and that's um, you know one of the great things about how everything is you know set up in the Drupal community is that they don't need to be. We have plenty of people who can be experts in those varied areas. But in this post end of life world, if you are just a team main trying to keep a Drupal 7 site secure uh, and you discover or hear about a vulnerability and there's not a patch available, you know, it's going to be um, on you to then dig into the code base and attempt to try to figure out like, what is the right patch? Mm-hmm. What is the right change to resolve this? And that sounds daunting
0: to me. Yeah, sure does, sure does. Okay, so we've covered like what actually happens. We I think we've done what we've set out to do on this podcast today, which is what does it actually mean that Drupal Seven is being end of life? There's a whole bunch of talk about how to get off of Drupal Seven, um, and of course we're interested in that too. And we're gonna have a we're gonna have a webinar that talks about all the ins and outs of of You know, getting off of Drupal 7 and what are your options from, you know, moving to a modern uh, version of Drupal or moving to something completely different or translating your site into a static version. We got a webinar coming up, all the options. Um, There'll be a link in the show notes to sign up for that. Um, But I think we've set out to, we've done what we set out to do today. We should wrap this up. Um, Episode 1 in the books. Um, Click that subscribe, smash that subscribe button. Subscribe wherever get, you get your podcasts and come back for
1: episode two, where Chris has promised us a hot take. Ooh, we got a hot take. There's a hot
0: take. Hot chili is coming in. Peace.